the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Hey, thank you. Welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live. You are joining us from coast to coast and around the world. We're reaching 15 nations and 15 platforms and 100,000 downloads and 67,000 listens of the show each week to help you become the best version of yourself. So we thank you from the bottom of our production heart for joining us again and helping us Again, be one of the top shows on motivation and inspiration on Blog Talk Radio and, of course, Spotify and iTunes and Apple and so forth and so on. So it's hard to miss the show. Hey, before we jump into the show, we're going to jump right in. But I wanted to thank everyone who listened to the podcast last week, our groundbreaking interview with Mariana Bocci from Hungary overseeing an orphan foundation of thousands of children and all of the activities that she did. If you didn't catch that show, I want to encourage you to go and just take a listen and download it and make it a part of your conversation because it really is about inspiration. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But what we have is we have the opportunity to get uh, I think one of the best medical professionals in the region where we broadcast this show. Uh, he has helped me personally on my road to recovery and help and helps hundreds of people on a, on a regular basis. And since we're still managing through a crisis, health is a big part of that. We've all talked about money and economy and job loss. But if you lose your health, you can forget about the rest. And so how do you stay healthy in a crisis. So we have Dr. Frank Marinkovich with Regenerative Health joining us and uh, going to give us some insights on what you need to do to stay healthy through the madness, through the pandemic, and through the ups and downs and stress of just simply living life. Welcome to Lewis Howard Live, Dr. Frank. We appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you, Lewis. Uh, this is quite a, an opportunity, and, and uh, it's a great pleasure of mine to join you. It's also a great honor. Well, you and I have built a relationship over the last couple of years with my own personal health and just some of the groundbreaking things that you are doing. And this was long before COVID-19. And uh, and obviously, you know, the world has changed and, and health and a lot of things have changed. And uh, share with our listeners, I guess, you, you – uh, your practice and your team is what was considered the epicenter of this whole thing. And uh, just giving uh, you know insights on what that's like. And then, of course, what it takes to stay healthy for an individual on an average basis just to get through this. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's fairly amazing, isn't it? You know, you just go along in life uh, just doing what you're supposed to be doing. And in the course of the daily, all of a sudden you find yourself right in the middle of something and you kind of realize that, you know, you've been training your whole life for this time, for the season. And I think that's kind of what happened at, at our clinic. 
you know, we're just one mile away, as you say, from the original epicenter of this pandemic, at least in America. And all of a sudden, you know, Evergreen Hospital uh, became, uh, in Kirkland, Washington, became the news of the land. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Um, and, you know, I, I have to really, first of all, give honor to my chief, you know, Dr. Brian Henderson. He called me less than a week before everything hit. And he said, hey, uh, you know, Frank, what are you doing about coronavirus? I said, nothing. Um, they said, well, you might want to think about it. So, you know, we, we did. You know, I, I heard I heard his word. I guess that's another thing, right, to have your heart, you know, in position to be able to hear and receive. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we had a series of meetings. And, you know, in our regenerative practice, we do very much believe in um, high-dose vitamin C and, and also immune support. We had PPE in place and, and what have you. And this is before anything hit. And so it was Saturday of that same week when, um, you know, the residents from the Life Care Center, of course, presented to Evergreen Emergency Room, and it was game on. Uh, that Monday, we all came to work. Um, there was a tremendous amount of fear everywhere, you know, in the community, mm-hmm. yeah. in the patients, and my staff. And so, you know, uh, we had a meeting. And we just said, well, guys, this is this is who we are. Uh, it was such a time as this. We're not closing our doors. And uh, we're going to stick together. And we're gonna, it, we, So we came up with a game plan, even before there was any kind of a game plan. You know, we were doing drive-by swabbings. <laughs> right. You know, in the plot, we started a, you know, a separate room, an isolate room. We had masks on because, you know, we just understood at least the way of virology and the way viruses would work. Sure. Um, so, you know, and I, I think as the months have gone on, of course, um, I think the other thing too, you know, Lewis, uh, you know, there's always, there's always a silver lining in things, right? Um, and I, I think this has really brought us back to the basics, which is really help. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to do these, these amazing things, you know, go find a fountain of use somewhere and, <laughs> you know, go to the mountains of Tibet or, you know, what sure. have you. Yeah. Probably health is going to be found right where you're at, right? In your own home, within your own self, your primary relationships. You know, how are you doing vertically? Are you right with God? And horizontally, are you right with man? Mm-hmm. And you know, how is your own internal health doing? So at least those are some of my initial thoughts um, to to your question. Yeah. Hey, if you're just joining us, we have Dr. Frank Marinkovich with Regenerative Health out of Kirkland, Washington, just sharing with us some insights on staying healthy during a crisis and uh, some of the things that led up to it. And one of the things, Frank, you said that, you know, being proactive seems to be a big part of that, because one of the complaints we're hearing now is, how come we didn't do this two months ago or three months ago? And why do we have all these rules now? And why am I doing this stuff now? because it seems more reactionary than proactive. Can you kind of speak to that? Yeah, I think you know, one of the things for health is you got to stay in control. And, you know, we all know that, um, you know, each person is an individual and control no matter what. I mean, you, know, you have to stay in control, of course, when you, you jump over those boundaries and, you know, people begin controlling other people. That's just flat out wrong. So the first step of health is you have to have a perspective that you're going to win, 
that somehow mm-hmm. in the midst of all this, you're going to maintain hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what what I did, you know, so I'm part of Regenerative Medical Group. We have several clinics around America, and I'm the Seattle branch. Um, and, you know, we had a quick meeting, and at least what I said to the rest of the doctors is that each doctor in their own facility or own clinic has to quickly get the pulse of the patients. In other words, what are the patients going through? What do the patients need? And as you know, I just started writing, you know, basically a blog, I suppose, mm-hmm. or from, let's say, a spiritual perspective. But, but you know, it's a, it's a twist on things to try and maintain hope mm-hmm. and an expectation of the future because hope and expectation are very, very powerful uh, in order to, to help people maintain mm-hmm. hope. And that's why we, that's why, you know, we, we are really pushing health, you know, with the IVs and nutritional support and exercise. We have, you know, online nutrition, online exercise. We have the IVs. Uh, we're, we're trying to get people connected back to their spirituality and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it really is the basics. But those basics really put a reserve in your immune system to fight because stress and anxiety will kill you slowly over time. So if you do get hit with the virus, you have less to fight with. Right. So uh, the whole thing is really to to you know create enough margin in your life in order to sense what's coming around the corner. Mm, that's great. We did that in the clinic, you know, and but every day, you know, we have to do that. Like you know, I just spent two hours getting quiet in my own soul, and then you know I began to read you know stuff, you know, journal articles, began mm-hmm. to sense what's coming up in my patients and you know which which way which way the ball is going i think wasn't it wayne gresky you know the some say the greatest hockey player ever to live sure he said that the great ones are great because they know where the puck is going to be yeah yeah i think listening as you said earlier one part of the statement is what voice are you listening to right because we have all of these experts and professionals and politicians and leaders and everybody has a perspective on it and so you kind of have to choose which voice you hear because you're going to mm-hmm. kind of head in that direction a little bit. And I think the second point I think that's great is adding the holistic piece of that because that mm-hmm. seemed in the medical field, you know, that's almost a separation of church and state, right? Mm-hmm. And so to combine those because we are three entities, right, spirit, soul, and body, and we have all these entities and they have to work together, in order to really perpetuate the healing from, you know, the natural medicines and things that, you know, uh, is prescribed. So I think it's a great way to also encourage people to think about and combining that they're not separate, they're actually together. Uh, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, so what I ask my patients to do is, you know, CNN, listen to CNN or Fox News or, you know, NBC, or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's good, of course, because it's information, but we have to remember a couple of things. Number one, that they don't really know you individually. So they're, you know, they're just talking to a screen. They're not really just talking to you personally. Uh, so they are an authority that is several authorities removed from you. Mm-hmm. And number two, you know, they, they've got to come up with something in order to sell airtime. And so that's tough to find something every single day. And so they may be putting stuff out there that's half-baked. That's why right. we don't really know is because, you know, you're getting stuff that's half baked, which is not really going according to the principles of medicine, right? 
And so a lot of times I tell my patients to shut off the news, get several apps, put them on your phone. That's what I do. I have three or four. Mm-hmm. And I can control the emotion. I can control how much of it I eat. I can, you know, look at the – I can control when I put it on, when I don't put it on, and all that kind of thing. Because once the, the number one thing in health that we have to do is we have to guard against our hearts being separated. If we are separated from our heart, we lose courage, we lose strength, we lose hope, we get confused, we don't know what to do. And we have to then look at or reevaluate the people in our life. Now, usually it's going to be, you know, a mate or it's going to be family or friends. But, you know, those that are closest to us, those are the ones who are going to give us strength and courage and life. And so, really, you say, well, is that health and healing? Well, absolutely it is. Mm. Because it comes down to our immune, it's really our immune support. So it goes back to the basics, clean eating. And I do believe that we should be making, you know, okay, so we may be, some of us might be in social isolation or, you know, distancing and all this kind of stuff. That's true, but there must be a demand within us that in the context of that, we are going to increase in advance. So we're going Mm. to lose weight. We're going to exercise more. We're going to get together with a buddy and exercise or hire a personal one-on-one trainer to exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, We're going to you know, meditate, and we're going to put in proper perspective the information that we're getting. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is one of one or two things. Either people are prescribing to that methodology of, hey, I'm going to keep something going on, or they're baking and drinking and eating all day. Which is, you know, kind of the opposite of that. It does keep you occupied, but I'm not sure over the long term is that going to get you health wise, mental wise, where you you know need to be. Yeah, I, I I agree. Now, you know, all that then is then balanced right with the science, and so you know, it's not one or the other. It's it's and and both. Mm. And so you know, I I do my journal readings. You know, I'm I'm reading through the trials. As far as the vaccine is concerned, it's interesting the vaccine because you know normally it takes 20 years to develop a vaccine. So I'm really interested wow. about this one. But, you know, I said, okay, you know, I, you know, right on. Everybody wants a vaccine, vaccine, but uh, you know, the last vaccine that that we got took like 26 years to develop. So I said, okay, all right, the medications, absolutely, but sure. you know. Uh, the, the, the chloroquine, you know, we used that, you know, years and years ago, at least, uh, uh, you know, for malaria. And, you know, it's okay drug. Sure. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, you know, and that kind of thing from Denisphere is the, is the newest one around. So we have to keep ourselves postured, right, uh, to receive, you know, stuff coming through our authorities. Yeah. At the same time, we have to guard our hearts. So we're in this really dynamic balance right now of knowing ourself, knowing our authorities, being able to filter, right? And so I find myself as a physician, really it's like, okay, you know, this is why I exist because I have, you know, a group of patients that I see and I can also help them filter it if they're within, you know, my, you know, if they're they're my patients or not. So it's all these basic principles. If you do, maybe you can call it the art of war, right? Maybe we can mm-hmm. start writing our own, you know, volume two, the art of war. There we go. Right? I like it. <laughs> and I think we would probably maybe call it, you know, subtitle, how do you win a sustainable war? Yeah. And these are, these are some principles. 
One of the uh, one last question is so I part of one of the things I get to do on a daily basis is helping affordable families and people who have hit the bottom and you know working their way up. And one of the concerns is is that uh, demographic of people who didn't necessarily have the resources in the beginning to go see a doctor and you know get the healthcare, and now this is now layered up, you know on top of them. Um, what is the effect on, on them? I mean, can they get to the same care as, you know, somebody that's got good medical or do they have to be thinking of a different way to, you know, be thinking about how to preserve, you know, their life, their family with the, the economic position that they're in? Yeah, that's, boy, that's a, that's a really good question. And there's really no great answer to that question because, you know, uh, you know, you, Darn if you do and darn if you don't. But I mean, one thing also that this pandemic and the current crisis points out is the is the dysfunction I think we have, or the dysfunction I think that we have allowed, if you will, within our families. Because at the end of the day, I think if you boil it down, it comes down to family, right? Right. When someone's in trouble, what's the answer? Well, I think that's why you know God created families. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a baby was born. Right, there had to be a dad there somewhere, and it always came through a mother. So there was that link, and so I think the natural way is family. But you know, just the you know the tragedy of life and the human condition. A lot of people, a lot of people's families are just blown apart. But mm-hmm. maybe this also reflects the need to, you know, maybe we need to get things right. Sure. You know, because we, you know, my my girlfriend says, you know, we all need each other. And, right. Uh, and the first thing I think about that's what I'm talking about. Who who is in your circle? A reevaluation. Where are you at with your neighbors? Where are you at with your family? Where are you at with your kids? And maybe the the offenses that we've held on to, are they worth it now? Or is our need greater than the offense? So that's the first thought. The second thought, of course, comes down to, you know, charitable uh, organizations, which are really taking a hit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last that I looked at. So what we did in the clinic is we started a foundation and patients are, you know, contributing. It's a 501c3. And patients are contributing money. I always say, you know, take one, give one. Sure. So if you come in, you get a, a blessing, you know, through the foundation, throw a few bucks, if you will, uh, in the pot, you know, claim your, you know, then the organization gives you a note or something, you can claim it for taxes, but you're helping your fellow man as well. So this is, you know, we're turning a negative, right, again, into a positive or where right. you know, you're helping your neighbor. And when you help your neighbor, you get blessed. I mean, the, the last answer, of course, would be, you know, to rely upon the government. I'm not a huge fan right. of that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if needs be, then needs be. But I, I think it's that sort of, you know, first of all, your own health, right? So if you're doing uh-huh. stuff, you know, smoking, drinking, overweight, you know, right. eating all the carbs, sugaring out, that kind of thing, that's something you have power and control over. The second thing is looking at your your relationships and seeing the necessity of critical relationships. The third thing then is looking outside your greater circle, a church, you know, are you part of a church? Mm-hmm. Are you part of, are you part of anything? Right. right? Or even through clinic as far as a foundation, then the, finally the fourth layer of authority moving out would be, you know, the civil government. Wow. Well, Frank, thank you so much. I know you've got a busy uh, day ahead and things to do, and we appreciate you taking time to join us and share with our listeners, I think, some powerful, wise 
insights that uh, I think you can build on. I know personally I built upon them. I benefited. And um, and I think that just from what you've shared, I think that at least one or two thoughts can get into people's hearts and mind and maybe change their trajectory in terms of where they've been heading health-wise and even relational-wise, right? Who's in the elevator. I love that. Um, so thank you, and uh, we will definitely love to have you back on Lewis Hour Live sometime in the future and give us an update and as we get through this and the next phase of it and and uh, what new things come. So again, we thank you so much for uh, being a part of our conversation today. Well, thank you, Lewis, and blessings to you and all your listeners. Thank you. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we'll get into the next segment, Inspiration. What is it? How do you inspire? What inspires you? You are listening to Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for joining the conversation with us. Stay tuned. We're going to give a shout out to our sponsors. We'll come back right after these messages. Don't change that dial. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. Hey, thanks for joining us. If you missed any part of the first segment, make sure you go back and get that information that was dispensed and shared by Dr. Frank Marinkovich with uh, Regenerative Health in Kirkland, Washington, um, place that was the epicenter, the original epicenter of the COVID-19 and the pandemic. And just the perspective that he shared is pretty powerful. All right, so in this segment, we're going to talk about inspiration. Inspiration. What is inspiration? What inspires you? If you probably ask 100 people what inspires them, you would probably get 100 different answers because everybody has something different that gets them excited. Uh, Everybody has something different that gets their juices going. Right. For some people, it's nature. For other people, it's cars. Right. Where I live, there's a car show every weekend of people, you know, floating their classic cars down. That's inspiring to them to spend the money and the time working on their vehicles. Uh, To women, it's shopping. They get inspired shopping online now, which, you know, most of it has to be done. But going and shopping, that's a whole experience. And it's inspiration to others. It may be children. Having children, the birth of children is inspiration. To others, it's money. Making money inspires. And as we talked about in the previous segment, good health. Having good health can inspire you to live a long life, to be able to do things that you could not 
ordinarily do. So what is your inspiration? What is the excitement that gets you up in the morning that keeps you going no matter the weather, no matter the conditions, no matter the circumstance? One dictionary definition says that inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Well, that could mean a lot of things. If I happen to do drugs and drink, well, it might inspire me, right? Might get me excited. I know people become very talkative after they have a few drinks. They're inspired to have conversations. Many are inspired to tell you what they don't like about you, right? And so, and people respond to inspiration in different ways. If someone is attracted to another individual, they are inspired to conversate with them, to ask them out, to have a date, to maybe marry, to have children. Depends on how far the inspiration goes. But inspiration becomes a catalyst to move you in a direction. Once you're stimulated and excited about something, who knows? We have people that are inspired to start new businesses, And that is exciting to them to have a new store and service products. Many of what we enjoy is the result of inspiration. Jeff Bezos was inspired to create a universal delivery system of consumer goods and products. He was inspired. And his inspiration has turned into a worldwide model. Bill Gates was inspired to have a computer on the desk of every single family and individual in the world when at the time of his inspiration, computers were only relegated to the big companies like IBM. He was inspired. Simple inspiration came from Ray Kroc at McDonald's to have an inexpensive family hamburger and meal that families could enjoy on a weekend after church or family activities, and it's turned into a household name. Many of you listening to me has probably had a piece of Ray Kroc's inspiration called Mickey D's. So you can see when inspiration catches hold, it can burn, baby, burn. It can take you to high levels. You get creative, you get excited. And so as we're in this stay-at-home time, your inspiration probably changes a little bit, but nevertheless, it is it is there. I'm inspired to write a book doing this period of time. That's my inspiration. I'm inspired to see how many people I can be generous through and with as we've done some of the shows on generosity. But here's the thing about inspiration. Inspiration has an unusual history in that in its figurative sense appears to predate its literal one, the literal inspiration. It comes from the Latin word inspiratus, the past participant of inspiring, right? So that's from a Latin root word is where inspired means. And what it means in Latin is to breathe into. So in order to be inspired, something has to be breathed into you. 
an idea, a concept, a word, or a thought that needs to come from somewhere and breathe into you, right? The second is the drawing of air into the lungs. Inspired, inspirators, inspirators. So that's just breathing in air and I'm inspired. My lungs expand, so I'm aspiring and uh, air is breathing into me. So while many of you may define what inspires you differently, and there's 8 billion of us on the planet, we could all have different definitions of what inspires us, certain groups may have different types of inspiration, culturally, racially, different things. Some people, loud music inspires them. The louder the music, the more inspiration they have. To others of us, when it gets too loud, I'm uninspired. I'm ready to leave the scene. So it is different. But just know that you must have something said or done to you that will breathe life or excitement into you. It doesn't simply come out of thin air. Even people who have great ideas, someone else spoke a word or a thought into them. The universe, the eternal heaven spoke a thought into them. You think of George Washington Carver, a early scientist in the post-slavery days who took one peanut and asked the divine, what can I do with this peanut? And he was inspired to create over 300 uses for the peanut. Google it. Look it up. Not just me making this up. Go check that out. You are still the beneficiary of what inspired George Washington Carver many years ago to do with a peanut. If you're wearing makeup, peanut. You eating Reese's Buttercup? Peanut. You eating peanut butter? Peanut. And so forth and so on. My favorite is prelon, pecan, peanut, ice cream, right? So we are beneficiaries of people's inspiration. What can people benefit from you? What Do you have enough inspiration to share with people beyond you just got up out the bed this morning? that you just watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? You Look, here's the deal. Watching other people's inspiration doesn't necessarily translate to your own inspiration. So if I'm watching somebody else's life, I may not be inspired by what they're doing, or that may not be consistent with what I should have as inspiration. But just know that we all benefit from inspiration. We've all heard the story of underdog sports teams being inspired by their coach or leader to go out and win. Al Davis, the late owner of the Oakland Raider football team, a U.S. football team, used to say, just win, baby. That's it. That was his inspirational message to his team on every Sunday. Just win. And that became the mantra of that team for many years and in many ways is still repeated as a motivating anthem from leadership. Just win, baby. How simple is that? Rudy Domtonovich, I always mess up his name, former head coach of the Houston Rockets, 
doing a championship series was down two games to a better team. I believe it was the Phoenix Suns. Don't hold me to that. Might be correct. But they came from two games down to win the NBA championship for that year. At the end, Rudy said, never underestimate the heart of a champion. It was one of the most widely quoted sayings that inspired teams for years to come. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. So we're talking about inspiration. What inspires you? What gets you up? What gets you flowing? What gets you in your zone? I've been studying Olympians lately. And think about all of the training and the practice that they have to go through to get their one moment in time. I think I'm going to make an upcoming show called One Moment in Time. And in order to get the one moment in time, you have to practice a hundred times before that to get that moment. Something has to inspire you to get up as the champion swimmer Michael Phelps did Get up at 3.30 in the morning and swim in laps in the dark with nobody around. He was inspired. And so his inspiration pays off. Here's the deal. Most of us, you see the front side of people. You see the shiny car. You see the big real estate. You see the big rocks, the balling cars and clothes. And that's all you see. And you look at that and say, well, I could have that. I I could do that. Some friends and I were talking about their business owners and how easy people think it is to run a business because they're looking at the front of the house. They're not looking at the accounting, the bookkeeper, the loans that's got to go, the people that don't show up, the people that steal from them, all the things that go in on the back end of running a business or an organization. I've had people look at me over the years and go, you're so lucky. Really? Well, the harder I work, the luckier I get. But it's all born out of inspiration. All right, a couple more points on inspiration, right? President John F. Kennedy said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It was an inspiring message during the middle of the Cuban crisis, where we were almost going to be at war with Cuba, nuclear war. And he stood up in that historic moment and said, we only have fear to fear. Right? So that's a powerful message at a, at a right time for people. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s four simple words, I have a dream, has been a mantra for generations to follow for decades. Right? So simple words can inspire you. You don't need a whole book. Yeah, I don't need a whole television show. Just give me the right words. As we've interviewed by Dr. Marinkovich, just proactive relationships inspire you to live good health. And so um, think about continuing to find ways to inspire. We've been talking about generosity, and I'm going to continue those conversations. But I also want you to be inspired. It really saddens me when I look in the eyes of people and I just see that there's no inspiration there. The most inspiring thing that they have is the day is to get their latte, to get their burger, to get their show on, right? To get their drink on or their food on. That's as much inspiration as you're going to get out of them. Well, I probably don't want you in my elevator. I need a little bit more than that. Right. So who's in your elevator affects your inspiration. 
who you hang with affects your inspiration. If you're just sitting on the phone gossiping about what the next thing is being TMZ, then that's what inspires you. But there might be a greater opportunity during this time that you can get inspired. You can have something breathe into you and you can breathe on other people, right? So think about that. If you just join us, we're talking about inspiration. And I hope as we close that the 500 plus episodes that we have produced over the years that in some way has inspired you. That maybe for you to go do your own podcast, maybe for you to write your own best-selling books, maybe for you to have people, cool people you know in your life on the show. Whatever it is, I'm okay. Um, they say that imitation is the highest form of flattery. And I have uh, been inspired people to go start real estate companies, write books, and create radio shows. And I don't always get the credit for that. They don't always call me back. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm inspired by other people's success. If you can take an idea, a thought, a word, or concept that you've heard come from me, and you can make it your own and go out and be a success, kudos. Just send me a check on the royalties. No, I'm just kidding. But just enjoy your life, right? And just find ways to go from a zero to a hero, from nothing to something, from failure to success. Don't just let time go by, right? Just don't get, you know, old, retired, crepit, and that's the end of your show. You know, I, I look at young men when they call me old school, and I have to remind them that, you know what, before there was a root, before there was fruit, there was a root. And if there wasn't old school, there wouldn't be new school. And I promise you on any given Sunday, I could run a circle around you, right? Because you don't know half of what I know. And I have tricks that I have not even brought out yet. So be careful when you box somebody because you see them as a certain age, group, color, whatever, because you have no idea. I was watching on Instagram uh, and it just happened to be connected to Mike Tyson. And and all of a sudden, he's he's going around, he's sparring, right? And of course, I don't know how old is Mike. I mean, he's got to be, you know, late 40s, almost 50 years old. Okay, so this guy, I'm looking at him on Instagram, and I'm thinking, I don't want to be in the ring with him. He is 50, but I don't want to get in the ring. What you saw, the, the workout that he was putting on was pretty amazing. So, you know, you're only as old as you think you are. And uh, you're only tired because you let people tell you you're tired, washed up. And, you know, because, you know, youth always want to make way for new things. And that's great. But you need wisdom. You need wisdom on what to do with the money when you finally get it. Hey, thank you for being part of another conversation to be inspiring to you to help you become the best version of yourself. And thank you again, Dr. Frank Marinkovic, for joining us. We're going to send this show all over the world. And I hope everyone listens to that because I think there's some great thoughts that were shared at the first part of that. Remember, you can get us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, podcast.com, blog, talk radio, FM player. You can hear us in Japan, Australia, Italy, U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, and a few other places I can't think off the top of my head. And you can always get us 24-7 on demand 
on your device, on your iPad, wherever you want to hear us. But again, thank you. And we look forward to coming with another conversation to help you become the best version of yourself. Thanks for joining Lewis Howard Live, and we'll see you again. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206-728-728 jobs.